0: Coming up, we begin by talking about Dan's big day off in the Big Apple and how to solve the problem of too many smart plugs. Then we get into the week's tech news, including hacked Macs, Facebook Messenger for Kids, and why it might be wrong to sue a 14-year-old for cheating. Stick around, Don't Panic starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 185, recorded December 4th, 2017. Hawaiian Shirt Night. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys who were up to no good. They started making trouble in your neighborhood. It is Colby Rabido and Dan Miller, and we're all wearing Hawaiian shirts. That's that's about as far as I got into the intro.
1: <laughs> now, uh, as the person who didn't know about this until like 10 minutes ago, mm. Was this a plan that I didn't know about, or well, was it serendipity?
0: I guess it's not really fair to you, Colby, because we should have been more upfront with you about it. Most people don't know this. Uh, December 4th is the anniversary. Hawaii was added as a state in 1932, December 4th, 1932. And so we're wearing these in celebration of Hawaii's them Hawaii oh, was the 37th state added to the Union. A lot of people don't know that.
1: Really? That's pretty early.
0: Yeah. No, none of this is no. None I of this. I was
1: gonna say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't very nice. Um, no.
1: Was Was Hawaii pre or post Alaska?
2: Um, I can it, answer this. Hawaii was. Oh, do you want to do? Do you want to do bets here? Do uh, you want to have a little?
0: I <laughs> think. I think. Oh, <laughs> I think. Oh shit! You know, I don't really know actually, because I'm now, now I'm gonna. I really don't know. It's a 50-50 toss, but I know it's a, they're fifty, Alaska, Hawaii. Um yeah, I, the gonna same say, year. I'm going to say Alaska technically was last.
2: Alaska was first, January 3rd, and then Hawaii, August 21st, the same year, 1959.
1: Oh, well, that's close enough. So, so Hawaii is the most recent U.S. state?
2: I believe so.
0: Wow. Who knew? Very interesting. No, I have no idea what year it was founded in. I just made that up. No, the reason we're wearing Hawaiian shirts is because Dan is enjoying. He's on vacation this week. My staycation, Colby. His staycation, and in honor of that, we're all we're all chill, chillaxing,
2: unwind, you relaxing, unwind, you
0: Yes, exactly.
2: I, I was just thinking today about how tragic. I haven't watched Thirty Rockets so long
1: now. This it's not on, on, on Netflix anymore. Time. How do you even watch it?
2: Well, How I does... was paying for Hulu where it is on, uh, uh, but then I stopped paying for Hulu in October. So,
1: I think I gotta stop paying for Hulu. It's
2: a bit. It's been
1: a, a hot
2: minute, at least until uh, what call it comes back?
1: Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Oh, did you finish that? I got I got overwhelmed like two episodes in, and I had to stop. <laughs> and I haven't gone back to it. <laughs> it
2: yeah it it can the the show can be a bit much.
1: Does it continue to be a bit much? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I,
2: I won't. I want to. Uh, I'll tell you the truth, Colby. I, I'll shoot it straight for you. It doesn't get much. It, it's a great show. It doesn't get any easier to watch. It's not an easy to watch show.
1: I see. I see. I,
2: I hate hard to watch shows,
0: they, they just stress yeah. me out too much.
1: I think I need to, like, find another person to watch it with or something just so i'm not like um,
2: alone with your thoughts afterwards right
1: right yeah. and then we can we, do need some discussion maybe we'll, i'll watch it during the day at work and then talk to me my- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah see how that flies i like that i was gonna say we could watch it and then we could do you know a recap spinoff podcast the handmaids podcast and uh and do our do our own little recap
1: we could <laughs> for
0: the show that's been out for a while and everyone's already seen.
2: Right. You could call it a handmade Handmaid's Tale tale. Oh, <laughs> hey, wow!
0: But only if we get to dress <laughs> up in those fun little outfits. I've never seen it, so I, you know,
1: what do I know? Well, well that's an idea.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <File> you. that <laughs> one away. Yes, technically, <laughs> an idea. <laughs>
2: um, if this whole don't panic thing doesn't pan out.
0: There's your million I would, dollar. I there. would
2: actually, I would, I would love to do a, it, I don't know that it should necessarily be the handmaid's tale, but I would love to do a TV show. Walkthrough podcast, not like in serial, but it would be fun to do like a one season spinoff for like some show that we all agreed to, to watch. Cause I feel like, especially, I feel like I, we all have strong opinions about things. And I would I would love to see that applied to a TV show, even though Sean doesn't like TV shows. No,
0: Dan, it's really easy, and you've already solved this. It's called Top of the Rock, and we review Thirty Rock, and we just <laughs> I, I, I think it's uh, I think that's already a winning now, idea.
2: I yeah, I'm hundred percent. I know you have I'm opinions. Subscribe to Hulu, but
0: <laughs> worth it. When we're rich and famous, it'll pay for itself. <laughs>
2: You know what? Now, now this would be a good conceit for a podcast. You watch Thirty Rock just on a cycle, one a week, until you just don't feel like doing it anymore. Because by the time you get around to the first episode again, it's been years.
1: Mm. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say until you die.
2: Well, that's the best case scenario.
1: Well, it?
0: I I know that there's a there's a podcast where they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop once a year every year. Um and they just it's the same movie one time every year and that's the whole podcast. They do one episode a year and it's them reviewing Paul Blart Mall Cop. And they've done it for 3 or 4 years and you wonder how long can you
2: keep that's that amazing. going. I'm pretty sure there's a West Wing podcast that goes that sort of calls. Yes. Follows-
0: yeah, and they had some oh, of the no, original
2: actors on it. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's repeating. I think the repeating bit is the, the real trick.
1: Uh, do you think uh, that would be more fun to do, more or less fun to do with a shorter show? Like something that. I think only, it. Only I, went for a couple I think of you.
2: Yeah, you've got two halves here. You, you, you what was that? There was one of my absolute favorite Radio Love episodes talks about this effect and they illustrate it with a comedian and he stands on stage and he sings a song. It's a really annoying song and everyone laughs because it's stupid. And then he sings he just starts over again once it's done and everyone laughs again. And then by the third time people are laughing less. and then by the fourth time, no one's laughing at all. And then by the sixth time people are laughing again because he's been he's been doing it so long. And then the seventh time, it starts to taper off. And the eighth time, people are really upset again. But now it's been, like, 20 minutes, and people are laughing again (laughs) at how long. So if that's the effect you're going for, I feel like watching, like, a a one-season-long show repeatedly, uh, that could be pretty funny. But I think, I don't know that that's a winning formula. I think that that would be fun to do until, like, that proverbial 30-minute mark. When it gets funny for the fourth time, but how many times can that possibly be funny?
1: Mm. Good point.
2: I, I think
0: you're making a bold assumption that it was funny the first time. What was? What whatever hypothetical show that we're creating here.
2: You don't have faith in us.
0: <laughs> I I I think we're we're reasonable presenters. We've done 185 of these. Um, I think we're okay. I don't know if we're, fu- I mean, you know, we've got people watching us live on Twitch right now, who, by the way, are big fans of the Hawaiian shirts at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Uh, in the chat room, tell us, are we funny? I don't know. I would say, I would say we're... Sean, Sean, I, I try not to ask questions. I don't want to know the answer. To them. Oh, I want to know the answer. No, because cause we're Colby. We're one of two things. We're either hilarious or we're we're distinguished and have gravitas because we're delivering the news to people. So I just need to know, what, are, we, are we Cronkite? Or are yeah, we? Remember,
2: remember uh, everyone who's going to answer this question. In, in order for that statement to be true, are we funny? It only requires that two out of three of us be funny. So... That's right.
0: Majority funny. <laughs>
2: All right. True. If That's one true. one third is, then I can't. It's not fair to say that we're but, funny.
0: But I'll also say in the chat room, um, you should say who's not carrying their weight. So if somebody isn't being, <laughs> because because we can bring <laughs> in someone funnier and bring up that average
2: to a hundred percent funny. I'm just saying. i just added to a fourth? person who's really Dilute it.
0: yes yes we'll have to add
2: like a hundred
0: people and eventually we'll be funny
1: this this is like performance reviews this is like 360 <laughs> reviews for your podcast the yeah. our podcast.
0: yeah so where are some areas of improvement you think we can we can work <laughs> to uh percy in the chat room says we have our moments i think that's the nicest thing that could be said so that's it's yeah. very generous that uh, quite quite take
1: those indeed
0: uh, tech news. Before tech we get tech news, um, I you know my my life is very boring. Okay, <laughs> how boring it, is it, Sean? It, well, it's so boring, Dan. Uh, you know, I come to the show with these stories, and I feel like they never land. Going back to how funny we are, that's um, not a
2: computer story. I,
0: I see. This is what I'm saying. Apparently, we're funnier on game nights. Who knew? So. Anyway, my very short story is I ordered on Black Friday one of the WeMo smart switches, which I picked on the show a while back um, to control my Christmas lights in my house. And they were pretty cheap on Black Friday. And they're awesome. And I love still love the one I have. And I got another one. I got the uh, the box today from Amazon and it had three of them in it. But I only ordered one. Wow. And so I, I called up Amazon. And I was like, hey, Amazon, because my concern was they billed I me for three. I know
2: what to do with those, but, but continue.
0: So uh, so I called them and I said, hey, you sent me three. Did you bill me for three? And they're like, no, it says here you only billed for one. I guess you can keep them. I'm like, great. So guys, <laughs> a.k.a. Dan, what should I do with my extra Wemo smart Here's switches? Here's what
2: you should do. You have one plugged into the wall, right? And you yeah. have like your Christmas lights plugged into that. Yeah. Take one of the Wemo switches Plug it into the other Wemo switch that's in the wall, and then take the third Wemo switch, plug that into the second one, and then plug your Christmas light into that. And then, if to tita to- 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 uh it up so that you have to turn them on in sequence, it's like the nuclear codes where one person has to press it and the other. If those lights go on at the wrong time, that could be bad news, right? So you want to be extra double, triple sure yeah. that shit does not go off Ooh. unexpectedly better idea
0: right let's one up our game here you know how when you you have to launch the 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 nuclear bombs they have two guys with two keys and they have to simultaneously turn them i give each of you guys if access and and we have to all simultaneously activate activate them this is a good idea and then i'll have to call you and be like all right on the count of three everyone activate your your wimos one (laughs) two three and then all the christmas lights go (laughs) This is so (laughs) practical
2: part of this is if if any of us, either of us wanted to, you know, punish you for some, you know, slight that you did against us. Any either of us could completely turn off your Christmas lights. It doesn't take the other person. It just takes everyone to turn them on. Wow,
0: this is devilish. Yeah, putting a lot of faith in you guys. A couple a a couple of schmucks in Hawaiian shirts.
2: I think that would be a really fun thing to do with that uh cool aside from that i don't know christmas lights i was thinking about this when i was helping my mom put up her christmas tree christmas lights are the application of those of those things so many other things that you would want to turn off with your phone or turn on with your phone that you otherwise cannot do not respond well to just having their power shut off such as air conditioners uh i don't know what else uh stoves (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I. I. Like, like I have no well, use for the other two. I'm being, I, and I would love to. the The only thing I could use them for would be lamps. But all my lamps have smart bulbs in them, and then that's like you're double smarting it. Right. It's
2: too you smart. Never. Never double smart.
0: No. Oh no. Then that. That's I'm how Skynet smart. gets made, right? They you get. They get too <laughs> smart. That's. So I, yeah,
2: I would. I would support my idea. Uh. I think it could be fun to if you could rig them up to. Hmm, no, never mind. Well, could you? Could you? So, do you have the Christmas lights that like you plug? Uh, meh, you, you you string them together, right? You can, yeah. Could you make a segment, three segments out of them, and each segment? Uh, gated by one of the Wemo switches, and then make an to tata ta that makes the lights go around in a circle, like makes a cool little pattern out of it. I,
0: I can't imagine the lag would would cooperate with getting them to do it in perfect sequence, but I love I love the idea. Even just yeah. to make them flash would yeah. be pretty impressive. <laughs> A very expensive yeah, way to d-
2: make you could make your your house one of those crazy flashing lighthouses with like one half of the house lights up and turns off the other half lights up and turns off. It'd be pretty cool. the the
0: The chat room thinks we should send one to Matt and just see what he does
2: with it. <laughs> That's another <laughs> really good idea, actually. Send it, actually send it to him. Just don't give him the original packaging. Just send him it in, in like a shrink wrap thing. And just see what he thinks that like can even figure out what it is.
1: I, I I feel like that's that's a great idea for a podcast. Like you just send Matt Matt a mystery box and he just opens uh, it with no no explanation, no instructions, and 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 he has to figure out what it is.
0: <laughs> that would be painful. Uh, no, we love <laughs> Matt. That's not no. That's not very nice. He, he's a good man. Yeah,
2: but and, and see, this would be a great audience participation podcast because. Audience members could send Matt things and have him try to figure it out.
0: It, it could be like a reverse call in. So instead of Matt giving advice to people who call in, people like, who call in help Matt figure out the stuff. So it's the audience participation where no, Matt, no, no, don't do, no, no, don't plug it in there. No.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No video. No video. So Matt has to describe with his words to the audience, like, <laughs> well, it has, it has. Three prongs, and it's a box, and it—you can plug another thing into it. It doesn't have any buttons.
0: Oh my god, that—that's like torture porn. That's terrible. That's awful. (laughs) That. Oh my god, I'm like, I'm nauseous at the thought. Wow. Uh, All right, (sighs) enough of our ideas. That's not why people come here. They come here for the great jokes. No, that's not true. We're not funny. Uh, No, they come here for the tech news, and we've got some in the... We actually have some this week in the rundown uh, for us to talk about. Not a lot, but I think there's some good stories in here. We've got uh, Facebook Messenger for kids, Max getting hacked, uh, selfie logins, uh, all kinds of other stuff. I don't know, guys. Is there somewhere here you'd like to kick off the uh, discussion?
2: You have a lot of uh, underage stories in here this week.
0: Yes, it is a very... Kid focus well I guess we're two stories, but it is a kid focused Yeah rundown.
2: Well, I think we should go with that theme and let's start at the bottom. Can you sue a fourteen year old for cheating at a video game?
0: And did you ever think you'd be asking that question, Dan? You
2: yeah. know I've I've considered it.
0: I've considered <laughs> when it you're like- losing a halo, you get so mad you're like, Can I <laughs> sue this little jerk?
2: Right. Here's the and you know, this is the problem with the internet is that they're the threshold for consequences. Uh, they talk about this in Roderick online all the time. If you, if you say something really annoying to someone or insulting, you say something insulting to someone really insulting, they can punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. If you annoy someone over and over again, they can punch you in the face. Online. You can still get proverbially punched in the face, but the threshold for that punch is so much higher. You have to, you have to do so much. You have to like call the police on someone before anyone will like bother to find you, such that you could be punched in the nose. Uh, so yes, uh, I, you know, if there was some sort of recourse that I could have taken to uh, silence these eight-year-olds. Uh, when I was playing a lot of online games, I would be very interested in that.
0: Well, let me tell you how it would work, Dan. Epic Games, developer of the massively popular Fortnite shooter, which I've never heard of, but I guess it's massively
1: popular. I've
2: never heard of it either, and I consider this myself. Is, up this on is the, the
1: thing that people call PUBG, right? No. No. That's called Did PUBG. I- oh, Fortnite. Sorry, I read. <laughs> I read farther down and it said something about. Uh it heavily borrows, it borrows elements from yeah yeah PUBG I get it
0: Um Fortnite apparently has become a big breakout from Epic Games Um apparently what happened is there was a kid a 14 year old boy who um went ahead and downloaded some cheats for this game Um let's see uh it attracts it um the software, the cheating software, makes it easier to aim guns, allowing players to automate the act of defeating opponents. Um, Epic decided to send a lawsuit against this kid. They claim not necessarily for cheating, but for the fact that he published a YouTube video explaining how people could go about cheating. They filed a DMCA takedown notice against this video. YouTube refused to take it down, and therefore uh, they have legal, they claim legal recourse. To sue Um. the kid under DMCA, which could carry a maximum penalty of $150,000. Now, um, the question is, the boy's mother says, "Mm, no, it doesn't really work that way. You can't really sue a 14-year-old. They say um, because uh, the kid did not develop the cheats himself. He did not distribute them himself. He only downloaded them um, and streamed himself using them. They also claim that because he's a minor, he can't legally agree to the end user license agreement that gives Fortnite <laughs> uh the right to sue. And the fact so that So wasn't
2: he technically then legally not allowed to play that game since he didn't agree to it? You know,
0: that's that's a Seems good question, Dan, for Wasn't a, he
2: supposed to close the window and delete the software from his computer?
0: Yes. Yes, he also wasn't supposed to cheat. So, well. um they also claim that um Given that Fortnite is a free-to-play game and the EULA did not contain an option for underage users to obtain parental consent, um, that he Ah. is not beholden to that agreement. Um, It would also make it difficult for Epic to prove the act of cheating harmed its ability to make a profit considering the game's revenue stream is restricted to microtransaction purchases of cosmetic in-game items, a.k.a. doesn't actually affect the gameplay. Um, she also cites potential disclosure violation on Epic's part, including the company naming the boy and directly suing a minor, both of which are illegal in some states. Whoa. So, yeah.
2: interesting. That's so the- not where I thought this story was going. I thought some guy got fed up with a 14-year-old playing a game and sued him.
0: No, this is one of those crazy lawsuits you read and you're like, you know, is this one of those like weird Supreme Court cases we'll eventually hear in 10 years about, you know, suing minors and DMCA and, you know, because they did, if he had just taken down the video, like DMCA asked him to, um, epic claims, they wouldn't have sued him. Um, but because he didn't take it down and, and, you know, technically violated DMCA that they can sue him. Huh.
2: I'm watching uh, footage of this game right now. It looks really cool. Uh, you can build things in real time and like build yourself a ramp up to an area that you wouldn't otherwise be able to reach.
1: Looks pretty cool. Apparently, it's very easy to cheat in. So. That's that's good to know. That's what I look for in games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's weird. This is so confusing. I don't even know how to feel. Well, it's, you know, seem like everybody did something wrong and they should all just go home.
2: That is I've learned one of the tricks to lawyering is is figuring out how everyone fucked up. And as a result, nothing, it's all null and void. (laughs) That's how you get your retrials. That's how you get cases Mm. thrown out. That's how you.
1: Yeah, I see. How how did you learn that, Dan? Have you Uh, like defended yourself? Do you feel yeah. like you could defend yourself?
2: No, no, I would be very much capable of that. My friend's going to law school, and I've been reading some... Sometimes she'll, she'll message me often with a tech-related uh, case that she assigned to read. And when, when you're reading... Like, if you go on the Wikipedia page for a lot of these things, it's, it's very... The narrative is very straightforward. But when you read the, like, write-ups of these things that lawyers are... Uh, reading are the target, target audience for, then it uh, it's a lot more specific. Uh, so a lot of these cases are tied up in technicalities and are often never, or at least the ones that you're taught in law school, are not decided over, like, oh, and yeah, it turns out Sally was totally in the wrong and paid $500,000 in damages, like, no. Sally wasn't the wrong, but there's, like, bias in the jury pool, and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think
0: uh, Zach in the in the Twitch chat makes an interesting point. He says, but the thing there is they couldn't really know if the kid was of age or not, uh, but it doesn't make it right to sue him, and that's, you brought up that point, Dan, as well, should he have even been playing the game if he's 14 years old? But the law is very weird. We'll talk about this when we get to Facebook Messenger for kids. Is is there's a big difference between something being targeted towards kids and not being targeted towards kids. And it's kind of a a loose definition. But in the same way, you or I, when we go to any website, they don't ask us our age. Um, But if you go to a, you know, Nickelodeon.com or a a site that's targeted towards kids, they will ask you your age. Um, Or if you go to an alcohol, an alcohol brand website, they have to ask you your age. It's a targeting thing, and because this this game wasn't specifically targeted towards people that are underage, um, it's entirely possible that they, they didn't know what age he was, but they also didn't really have to ask. It's not, as far as I understand it, it's not illegal for him to play the game, but you're right in terms of accepting a legal EULA. That's where things start to get dicey, because, you know, without per, without a parent signing off on it, it's like a contract, and
2: then things get kind didn't of Didn't you say, though, bonkers. that the EULA lacked a... Venue through which the parent could give a child permission. Yes. Invalidating the EULA. Yes.
0: Yes. And I would be surprised. Um, Yeah. And, and Percy in the chat room brings up COPA, um, which again, will come up as we talk about uh, other stories, but the, the children's online privacy and protection act, the federal law that protects underage children from being exploited online. It's why uh, 13 or older um, you have to be to sign up for for many things on the internet. Fourteen, you still can't do certain things, um, but but that's the law that protects that. Neat. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I mean, he probably should have just taken down the video and not been a schmuck about it. I mean that that I don't really have a problem that he cheated or that he published it, but I guess if if because I well I guess what part of DMCA was he violating? I guess it's illegal to post gameplay footage, isn't it? Didn't didn't
2: uh, did they end up think, settling that? I don't know. I think I don't know that it's been decided, but I think it can be. It's not clear whether it is or not. But if if a company decided to sue you for, it, I think it that whether that would hold up is still up for debate.
0: Well, Epic says it's copyright infringement is what they're par- partially suing him for. So,
2: <laughs> but what is? i'm still in the midst of reading the console wars book Mm. so this might get decided but they had a whole section in there about uh pirating not pirating but like reverse engineering the console so that people could develop their own games for it and that was a copyright Mm -hmm. thing right so under what grounds were they suing them for that and could could they be using that same mechanism here because cheating is a form of reverse engineering
0: uh yes, yes you are correct. But I don't know because I'm not. Shrug, Shrug. yeah. Shrug. yeah. We, need to get, okay. uh,
2: we should get my lawyer friend on here.
0: Absolutely, probably better than than us to discuss these uh difficult topics.
2: That would be but just don't cheat. Just don't cheat. Cancel.
0: How about that? Just don't cheat, and don't publish yeah. videos saying how you cheat, because that's, uh, that's that's
2: that's kind of a crappy thing to do. If, if if it's in the game.
0: Well, it's not in the game because he downloaded some special software. No, he downloaded special software. That's cheating. Oh, you, know, okay. you know, if you're like, if you use like errors in the game to get an advantage, I don't really have a problem with that. But downloading extra software that busts up the code—that's that's kind of just a shitty. It's kind of a shitty thing to do. I think.
1: Anyway, just. It is weird. I feel like I haven't used like cheats in a game since like games, you you didn't play the games with other people. What do you mean? Like, I don't think I've used cheats in a game while I had the access to the internet. Like, I've never cheated on a game that I was playing online multiplayer with. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, because it's oftentimes impossible.
1: Mm. Or who cares?
0: Who cares? Get a life! Jesus! Like, you're 14. Like, just don't be a... What a fucking... (laughs) like, like. like, it's really a hard team. for 14 like, year olds have the to not assholes. Do? Yeah. And now they, now, and then the, and not only are they assholes, then they make videos about it and publish them on YouTube. Ugh, kids these days. Speaking of kids these days, Facebook Messenger for kids. Let's continue on. Yes. All right. Get excited because uh, Facebook Messenger is going old school, and by old school I mean young school, and young school I mean children. Facebook today announced a new version of its Messenger chat app designed for children ages six to 12 six oh my goodness um it's called messenger kids uh it's this is now this is very important as we talk about what you can legally do with and without children users under the age of 13 today cannot legally sign up for a facebook account that is a rule you can't do it people do it but you're not it's illegal you're not supposed to do it so the way this works is the kids do not get facebook accounts instead their parents sign up for the app using their account and simply authorize the kids to use it, the parent can then control which friends and family members the child is able to contact. Um, Now, uh, the app will only be available in the U.S. It's on iOS uh, in preview now and eventually on the Amazon App Store and Google Play Store in the coming months. Um, It offers video and text chat along with uh, masks and filters and all that kind of goofy stuff, a library of kid-appropriate and specially chosen gifts, frames, stickers, masks, and drawing tools. Uh, It also gives parents the ability to control a child's contact list. And uh, parents must, as I said, authenticate it with their Facebook username and password, and only then can an account be created for the child.
2: So what do you think the target age range is for that? Because in my mind, at a certain age well before 14 the kids will just open their own facebook account it's as as a way of getting around the restriction that their parents have to have set the pool of people they can be friends with but it's not 4 year olds right you have to be typing and have friends frankly so like what is this like 8 to 10 i th- th- this was the part of this i really didn't understand never mind like the whole all the stuff surrounding it
0: well, I, there's an interesting stat in this in this article. Uh, Facebook did a study that showed uh, three out of every five parents saying kids under 13 are already using messaging apps, while 81% say their kids uh, started using social media apps as early as eight. So I think eight. you're right. I don't think the 13-year-old... Th- this is kind of one of those things you have to look at and say, is this just Facebook trying to not get in trouble with the law? by mm-hmm. saying we have it and even though no one uses it, we have it sort of thing that these companies do. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Cover kind of, your ass. Well, it's kind of like the YouTube kids thing where they just had their big controversy and it's like, well, YouTube can point and say, oh, we have the nice kids section, but they don't really monitor the rest of YouTube,
2: you know? But that See, that makes sense because I, it's, it's easy to hand a five year old an iPad and they can press around and watch things move on the screen. A five-year-old can do that. A five-year-old that I don't... I'm not an expert. I don't think can, like, understand, oh, I'm friends with Sarah, and she's over here, and I can message her to talk about what? Like, uh... So, I don't... It doesn't make as much sense to me as YouTube for kids does. Mm-hmm. I- I'm just an
0: old man about it. I just don't... Okay. <sighs> I really try not to be the guy who's like, oh, just everyone's uh, parents are just giving their kids iPads and they're not going to know how to talk to people and, you know, (laughs) that sort of bullshit. Um, I, I don't like to be that guy. I don't think kids that young, even at six, seven, eight, should talk to people through chat apps. I just think I do somewhat worry about younger generations not having the capability of being able to talk to people in person. Uh, I'm frankly not very good at it, and I grew up in an era when people still talked on the phone. So, I think uh, I think doing it at such a young age, I don't think is a great idea. But I'm also not a child psychologist. I don't have children, nor do I spend any time with children. So, maybe I'm not the best judge of that. I just I just I don't I just I don't think I get as you get up to 13, 14, and you're in school and you have social lives and you know you're you're spending all day around people doing that. So it's a little different. You're doing that outside of school, hopefully, although I know they do it during school. Um, I I just think that once you start to get that six, seven, eight range, it's like, really? Really? But I guess it's better to have the the kids app than, no, Colby's got his hands up because I've ranted long enough. So
1: please, Colby. So here's a uh, different perspective. What if, what if it has nothing to do with the kids and has everything to do with convincing the parents to use Messenger over some other messaging app. Mm, get them locked in early. Right. So you have a kid who is eight years old, has some device, uh, or is you know eight or ten or whatever within this range, like has some device, uh, and you want to be able to text chat with them somehow. Uh, and Facebook has this option that makes you feel good about it for one one reason or another. Uh, so you choose to to use Facebook Messenger instead of uh, I don't know, like Kick or or iMessage or like, yeah, you're basically using Facebook Messenger anyways. But yeah,
0: that is a very good point.
2: So this is for parents talking to
1: their children.
2: It's f-
0: yeah, well it's it's kid to kid. Relative to kid, I I don't think you'd. I assume you would. I guess whoever the parent authorizes.
2: Yeah, the relative to thing to kid thing. I don't know. It's been a long time since I was eight years old. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of years. Yeah,
0: but yeah, but when we were that age, I mean, you know, we're young guys, but we didn't have iPads and Facebook. No, but
2: AIM was still a thing when we were eight years old,
0: and that was the Wild West. You know, my parents yeah. didn't know who I was I friends with or what I talked I about. I had
2: used AIM when I was eight, but it was... First of all, it was dial up so it was extremely inconvenient. Uh, but I don't remember feeling very compelled by it at the time. But maybe that's just me. No, I... I just... I think the, the relatives thing is, is interesting. Like, I could see if you have... And niece or nephew, and you're like, oh, I'm going to send so-and-so a message and see what, like, garbled English I get back from them that passes for a thought. Like, okay, that's kind of cute. Uh, <laughs> but I I don't know. I would be curious. I would be curious to know what what the, like, bar chart of ages uh, for when these kids register Facebook accounts right now is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can assume that lifting the restriction will raise that a little bit, but if it's if the numbers are super low right now, at like ten years old, then then I think that this doesn't make much sense for for as a product towards those kids. If that number is really high and that's when people are really starting, and you want to get them in even earlier with this, I think it makes sense as a product for them and as a product for Facebook. The relative thing is interesting too.
1: Mm. I wonder if this sort of thing, if you can do this sort of thing with like, I don't know, like with the iOS parental controls, right? Like, can you say like who a a device can message or something? Or um, is this like not available at all? I don't know. I've never used parental controls. I,
0: I, I I, I guess my issue with this is unattended devices, I guess, more so than the app itself. Like, I don't really have an issue. I think, Dan, you, you kind of made the point that, yeah, there is something appealing about an app where you only talk to relatives and it's not a wide-open Wild West, but the second you, you, you put them on an unattended device, then I guess parental controls only will go so far unless you're actually limiting what they can say. All of a sudden, it's, Oh, look, here's the new Facebook kids app. And, you know, I'll approve Aunt Joe and, you know, Uncle Steve and, you know, nice next door neighbor, former now disgraced Alabama Supreme Court Justice Roy Moore. Oh, no. What is he saying to my 14 year old? Uh, You know, and all of a sudden you've got issues, you've (laughs) got problems. So I'm just I I don't know. I'm going to continue to be approved. And uh, kids under the age of even 13 should not really have their own devices. But that's Whatever. I don't think. I don't think it's a terrible idea. I don't think it's. Facebook's had much worse app ideas. Um. So, <laughs> I'll. I'll let them have this one. I don't. <laughs> they. They gotta do something because it's time and time again. Kids signing up under the age of. Under the age of thirteen is a problem for them because if it gets to a point where the FTC notices, they will get sued. They. They will. They will get in trouble. Um. And so they have to at least claim they're doing something. So I think that, and I think Colby's point of get them while they're young. I think it makes sense for them. But anyhow, not for we're a little outside that age demographic. We'll have to stick with a regular messenger. Um, we have time, I think, for one more story. Looking at the clock here, uh, is there anything?
1: Should we talk about the Apple stuff?
0: Uh, we can try. I, I yeah. it is technical, but we will give it a shot. Uh, it's been a, uh, actually, first of all, can I just say, am I the only one who thinks iOS 11 is kind of crappy? Yes. I don't think it works very well. What,
1: what what doesn't work what in particular?
0: Um, see, I knew you were going to say that. Now I got to pull particulars out of my behind, but yeah. um, it, no, it just this it doesn't, it just doesn't feel like it works as well. Oh, uh, yes.
2: uh, I will say
1: I have a ton of crashes lately, like Slack crashes constantly, and I don't know why. Uh, that, could be, that could be
2: Slack's problem. I don't I like. Con- oh zero. yeah,
1: it could be. But I mean, it seems to have been correlated with the ILS eleven, which again, it could still be Slack's problem. Uh, it just happens
2: i i have had no problems weird stuff
0: happens when i try to delete apps it doesn't it doesn't work right and i don't like the new control center and it just it just does weird stuff anyway the only reason i say that is because apple's had a lot of issues in the past couple weeks um, starting with the mac os high sierra uh, security vulnerability Um, someone on Twitter went ahead and just published, uh, the fact that you can just remotely log into any Mac. Um, when the problem is exploited, the user is authenticated into a system administrator account and given full ability to view files and even reset or change passwords for pre-existing users on that machine. Um, you can do that remotely just using sort of the, 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 the blank default username and password, um, the root password that's included on the machine. Which is bad. Whoops.
1: Um.
2: Yeah. Did you read the uh, explanation of this? No. So it's a classic. Uh, Someone like disassembled the, the, the system preferences thing and looked at how this bug likely happened. And it was because of a thing where uh, you like check like oh is this a user and you uh, success is one yes this is a user and failure is zero no this isn't a user but they just got the thing backwards so that when they thought that there wasn't a user there was and thus allowed you to create that user or or something like that it was like a one line mistake
1: Mm -hmm very tricky. Yeah. Sad times.
0: Zach points out in the chat, uh, I love how this was originally just casually mentioned on an Apple support thread where a guy lost both of his admin accounts. And that was the suggested solution. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, Uh, you know, that's, I didn't realize
2: that was the context. (laughs)
0: Um, this was also the same week. We saw an iOS 11 bug, uh, in 11.1.2 that caused iPhones to crash, repeatedly once the clock hit 12.15 a.m. on December 2nd. Uh, The bug appears related to third-party apps that use recurring local notifications for things like reminders of uh, uh, afflicted iPhone users have been turning off notification or setting the date back, um, but they've released 11.2 to fix it, which is now available out in the wild. This coming on the heels of several other odd strange bugs, including when the word it was autocorrected to i.t automatically. Um, I forgot about that. The, the iOS 11. That was, that was 11, like a week of my life. The, the autocorrect <laughs> bug where I was A and then that question mark thing.
1: Fun times.
2: So I didn't have this happen to me, I guess, because I don't use these recurring notifications. But I did have... There is that time, like January 1st, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere in there, uh, that iPhone's... Uh, Like the the alarms just wouldn't go off on January first. So everyone who had set an alarm December thirty first and then had to wake up on New Year's, (laughs) just never went off. That affected me. This one did not. That got me too. I wonder what this what was special about December second that that triggered this. Do we know? Um and twelve fifteen AM. Like I expect these things to happen around daylight savings time and year boundaries but this isn't even a month boundary, and it's not even midnight.
0: Yeah, not that I can... Interesting. I I don't see anywhere exactly what's so oddly specific about that. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, By the way, 11.2 also brought, um, although it's not fully out yet, Apple Pay in... uh, yeah, I message And FastWire is it. charging. It's not, like, live yet. I think it's in there, and they just haven't flipped the switch yet. They're probably oh, fixing all for these. It's me money. now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. That is creepy timing.
2: <laughs> awesome. Oh, I'm you know. going to make some Animoji and then send my friends money.
0: Send them Animoji asking for money. <laughs> I'm a chicken. I would like some money, please. <laughs> Dope. Well, this is good. I I'd, I'd, I don't have mine up and running yet. Otherwise, Dan, I'd say you should send me some money, but yeah, I will. next time. We'll get you next time. Uh, and fast wireless charging as well. So if you're looking forward to that with your fancy new iPhone, you can get that as well. Uh, we can't hear you, Colby. You are muted.
1: Uh, does fast wireless charging work with any wireless charger or some... So and that affects my my wireless charging choices
0: um so what i've read and what i've experienced in buying a couple of them is that uh if you are only if your phone is off the charger for the vast majority of your day and you just need it charged quickly then you should get the fast one but if you're like if you have one at the office and one at home and your phone is on it 80 percent of the day it doesn't really need to be fast i didn't i didn't mm. i didn't get any fa- oh god Dan. uh i didn't get any fast chargers myself, uh because mine's on the charger enough that it's not it's not really necessary. Because it's like they're like twice the price to get the fast ones. So uh, it's not which is it's not outrageous. And if you're only buying one, like I could get two for the price of one and then I have one in the office and one at home. So Gotcha. It's not it's not that much faster.
2: I was (laughs) considering so you have some of these wireless chargers, Sean. Have we talked about this on the show? We did briefly.
0: Um, How are you liking it? Has it changed your life? Uh you know, oh, look, I got a little I got a little Dan Miller animoji. He's a talking pig. Ah. Uh, Is it Didn't send me any money though next time. No. I uh, asked you to send. Me money. <laughs> did you you did you yeah. request some money for me? Oops, <laughs> I don't have it turned on. I'm so sorry, Dan. I know. Um no, the wireless charging's been great actually. I've really I have not plugged anything into my phone in like a month. It's been amazing. I'm wireless completely between my AirPods and wireless charging. Um, I've got two Samsungs, one on my nightstand, one in the office, and then I have a wireless charging mount for the car and, and that is it. And I'm,
2: that's really cool. I've I've been thinking about the wireless charging mount.
0: Well, you got to get the, well, the mount's great for the car. I really, I cannot recommend enough the stand up wireless charging for your desk. Like at the also because my smartwatch isn't very smart and doesn't get notifications anymore, thanks, crappy iOS 11. Um, to see the notifications on my phone and to charge it, it's propped up, it's in my eye line right next to my computer. I use that all day long, and my phone's always charged. So that's, um, that's been sweet. That's pretty cool. So nice. I like our wireless future. Um, Gosh, that's going to do it, I think, for tech news. We're out of time on that, but we are going to move into the other segment of the show, Picks, where we each come to the show with something to share and talk about, something we've been enjoying or uh, have otherwise gotten excited about. Uh, I'm going to jump in and go first because, Dan, I think this may be the first time someone's like explicitly requested someone review something on this show. I can't think of another time oh, this yeah, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dan, but Dan, you messed, because I had heard about this, and Dan, you're like, Sean, if you tried HQ, and I go, no, Dan, I haven't. Oh man, you should, you should check that out. I said, all right, Dan, I'll, I'll play it and I'll give you a full review. So, if you, if you're not familiar with uh, HQ, it's, I, it's taking the web by storm. Uh, but it's essentially a, an app that is a live game show, and it happens twice a day. Through was it 3 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Eastern, and you get a little notification on your phone and you swipe open the app. And it counts you in, and then a little uh, host comes on. It's like a live stream, a live video stream, and a little host comes on, and they talk to you, hey, welcome to HQ. We're going to give away some money today. And they ask you 12 trivia questions, and you have to get all 12 right in sequence. And if you do, whoever's left at the end splits whatever the money for it's usually like a thousand bucks for that game. Uh, they split the money. So I've seen games where only three people win and everyone gets $333. I've seen games where 90 or 100 people win and everyone gets 10 bucks. Um, and, it, and it varies by the show. Now, I've played it a couple times. The farthest I've ever gotten is five questions in a row correct. Because they start you out with a couple easy ones and then they get. There's usually two or three in there out of the 12 that are really hard. But you only choose from three. It's multiple choice. So, I don't know, maybe some people are better at it than I am. I will say the concept is really cool. I feel the app is like 70% of the way to being a great app. It's very laggy. Uh, the video quality is terrible, and they have a lot of server issues, and sometimes the questions don't work. And I get it. They're growing very quickly. The games have like 300,000 people who play. Any given, any given game. So it's a lot of people. They're serving up a lot of content. I also find the hosts to be very annoying, and I do not <laughs> like them. And the games only last about five minutes. They're fast, because you only have ten seconds per question. And they're just really, really annoying, and I wish they were well, just like normal people and not really kind of obnoxious characters. But the gameplay mm-hmm. is really fun. It's neat that it's only five minutes once a day, so you kind of get it, you know, your phone buzzes. Oh, neat. All right, you jump in. You try a couple questions. Oh, I lost. You leave. And... It's reasonably fun when the tech works. Uh, And so, yeah, so I'll probably keep playing it for a little while until I get bored with it. But so far, so good. Um, Cool.
2: Can you stick around after you lose and hear the rest of the questions? Okay. Yep.
0: So you can follow the game all the way to the end and see the questions, see how many you would have gotten. And there's also, which I haven't done, but you can get extra lives, which you can use to like, okay, you get one wrong, you keep playing. The good mm. news is no microtransactions, so you can't buy them. Thank God. That would totally ruin the game if they ever did yeah. that. Yeah. But uh, you can get them if you sign up other people. So if you two decide to sign up, please let me know, and I will send you an invite, <laughs> and I will get some extra lives, because that's that's how you get those.
2: <laughs> I am so bad at trivia that I will not sign up. Well, uh, the, the thing is, you just have to be
0: good at guessing. as a lot of it. Like Like, what was it? The question I lost on tonight's game was like, what style of painting layers paint, you know, in thickness for depth or something? Impressionism? Like, no, it was like three words I'd never heard of, and they were like okay. really specific, but it's a one in three shot, so I think you just have to be really good at guessing, <laughs> but but overall not bad. It's free, and you can get it. It's on iOS right now. HQ. Sick. My mini review. Um, Let's see. Colby. I see your little square highlighted here on the
1: spreadsheet. What do you uh, what do you have for us to watch this week? Indeed, uh, so my my pick is a, a YouTube channel. It's called uh, Watch It Played, and so they post all kinds of videos, mostly about board games. But the the thing that you that I would suggest uh, people go there for is uh, they do these sort of like review. Uh, explanations of the rules of games. So if you have a game that you are trying to learn or you're trying to teach someone a game or something, uh, you can like point them towards these videos, which, uh, vary in like depending on the game, right? Obviously some board games are super, super complicated, uh, and they can get up to like, uh, 40 or 50 minutes. I think these, these sessions, but, uh, I think most of them are like 15 to 20 minutes. It seems like, um, so they have they have these videos for all kinds of games, and it's super helpful if you're trying to like learn the rules to a game. Uh, the uh, people are like quite cl- quite clear and succinct, and they show all the pieces and like what you do with them and stuff. Uh, it's probably better than than any person you're playing with could explain the game to you. Um, so it's pretty cool.
2: Sweet. What game have you been playing that you find uh, a need for this? Just curious.
1: Um, I don't think, like, the, it's not like I've been watching the videos over and over again, but I, I played a couple new games recently, and, like, instead of, like, reading the rules or having the people I was playing with, like, try to explain it to me, uh, they just, like, we just, like, queued up one of these videos, uh, and watch it. It was, both of them were, were, so this has happened twice, and they've both been, like, uh, the the shorter ones, like the ten ten to fifteen minute tutorial things, it was it was super easy.
0: I, I in my active imagination, I just like to see Colby going to YouTube and watching a video. And it's just when you get to a space that's a ladder, you get to climb up the board. When you get to a space <laughs> that's a chute, you go down the board. And Colby's like, "Oh,
1: I get it." Hence the name. This makes wow. <laughs>
0: Thanks, YouTube.
1: This is great.
0: Uh, yes. Oh, we're not very nice. Watch it played. We'll have the link on the website. It's youtube.com slash user slash watch it played, but we'll have the link on the website, obviously, as always. And Dan, you've got, I mean, I would argue very similar to Colby's pick, almost virtually identical, something else to watch. Uh, what, what do you have?
2: So a couple weeks ago, and I, I probably should have picked this last week, but I forgot. Uh, I started watching Mindhunter, I think on the recommendation of By Friday. Uh, And it's really good. So the premise is, it follows, it's based on a book, and it follows the uh, true-ish story of these FBI agents who are part of this new, fangled, in-the-70s, new-age notion that maybe we could use psychology to help catch criminals. And they are the people who end up coining the term serial killer, and it follows their how they arrived at that, and, like, the, the the real stars of the show are the serial killers that they interview, and the actors who play these serial killers are just, just incredible, and these scenes are so tense and bizarre, and, like, you're on the edge of your seat the whole time, and then they're talking about it afterwards, but th- those set pieces are really great, and the ending is... Uh, I'm a big fan of things like Twin Peaks so I like these really conceptual TV shows and I was shocked that at the end of it I was like wow this was this was on the visual and like creative and expectation upending level of something like Twin Peaks at the end but then you're going through it and you're like oh this is a you know classic uh you know 2010 onwards uh period drama with a little bit of like the crime procedural thrown in and then it's like uh so it was really good if you're into crime shows if you're into really good acting if you're into uh really stunning visuals and kind of bizarre tv shows check out mindhunter on netflix
0: Awesome. Very cool. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I got to do the usual spiel and talk about a few things. First of all, our show, don'tpanic.io is our website. You can go there and get all the episodes as well as links to the picks every week. And of course, all the information on where to subscribe, basically, and where you get your podcasts are there. And also video version on YouTube. Uh, I'll do a little tease. We don't usually tease stuff on this show because we kind of do the same thing every week. Um, but in roughly two weeks. It depends on our We got to talk about this when we're done taping, but uh, we have our annual holiday episode is coming up. Uh, the, the episode where we do, uh, we talk about the, each of us, we pick our biggest stories of 2017. We each pick a prediction for 2018, and we make our pick of the year where we talk about the best thing of 2017 that we picked. And it's, it's a fun episode. There's no news. It's just us talking about, recapping 2017 and talking uh, about what we look forward to in 2018 it's a fun one I enjoy when we do that every year Uh, and that'll be coming up on the feed in a couple weeks here so something to look forward to and any any early thoughts on what your pick of the year might be anything to tease
1: oh pick of the year
0: pick of the year I know it's a tough one we've done like 50 of them so
1: no I definitely
2: have to look through Mm. my corpus
0: I think I already know what mine is so I'm I'm excited and it doesn't, by the way, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. Um, but I don't think the pick of the year has to be something we actually picked on the show. You can just pick like your favorite
2: thing of the year. Oh. I don't I don't know if but that's the But I feel like in, in order to past. really do that, I would have to look through my picks because that that is a good catalog of things I've discovered this year. It's a good start.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So look forward to that coming out on the feed in a couple weeks near you. Uh, remind everybody we do this live Monday nights roughly i'm gonna say about 10:20 eastern uh at the moment at twitch.tv slash don't pick show we appreciate everyone who joined us in the chat and live tonight thank you for being part of the club um but who knows when we're live? You should just follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter uh, and email us, don'tpanicshow.gmail.com. I will very quickly tease GameNights.TV, where we play Dungeons & Dragons. You should subscribe to that. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and UpForDebate.TV, where myself and Matt talk about whatever. Uh, last week, we talked about winter and our favorite things about winter, and I went on an epic rant about how much I fucking hate winter. So uh, it was a fun episode. You You can go ahead and enjoy that one. And n- we're not taping this week because I'm out of town. But next week, Matt and I are doing our holiday gift guide. So if you need tips from Matt and I, two guys who know how to give gifts, we'll <laughs> tell you what the hottest trends this winter are um, and some fun tips about how you can get uh, some gifts on a budget. So you want to miss that up for debate.tv. All right. I think we've got to wrap it up here. Um, enough of enough of this. Um, we're done. We'll see you next time. On behalf of Colby and Dan, this is Sean. We appreciate you joining us. We'll see you next time for more fun discussion and tech news right here on Don't Panic.